Thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages. It's just something we felt we had to do. You got us. This is Boomers with Beverages. I know. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you really meant to find us, right? You intended as you went out to the podcast. You don't accidentally universe. click on this podcast. You, you don't. Because you, you, you obviously you see it. You know what it's about. You know who we are. It is an irretrievable error. Yes. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute now. That's not our attitude. We're, okay, we're, sorry, we're, sir. We're building something big. Yes, yeah, something that's eventually going to be televised. Possibly. Yeah, that's Possibly. what I want. The only Nobody. place you can get tennis talk. That's true. Absolutely. Cooking talk. This is the number one podcast among people who rank this podcast number one. It, thank you. Thank you very much. for. Uh, I know who said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting over there. Oscar Wilde. <laughs> That's uh, probably. George yeah. Bernard Shaw. <laughs> Either me or that wallpaper has to go. <laughs> Jimmy J.J. Walker. That was apparently Oscar Wilde's last words. Really? Uh, you remember... <laughs> Elvis's last words, I'm going to go to the bathroom and read. Was it really? Yeah, those were his nice words. Uh-huh. i got to go to the bathroom and re- I'm going to go to the bathroom and read. One of my favorite Dave the King Wilson jokes is, you know, new Elvis bath mat. Yeah, a lot line of me laying on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are we still here? We still well, on the air? It's appropriate Testing. we're talking to Elvis because the, mm-hmm. the new movie just came out. And it's That's doing, true. Doing gangbusters, apparently. So. I'm not sure if I'd go to the theaters. I'll watch it when it hits cable. But I don't know if I'll go to the movies. It, it beat uh, Maverick Top Gun and uh, last well, week at the box office. Yeah. But I will say, yeah. I get, I get it. Maverick Top Gun is a great movie. Yeah. What I think is the appeal with Elvis, it's in 3D. And I think later years, Elvis in 3D is pretty impressive. <laughs> I think so. in the later years, Elvis was like 3.5D. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if he was here today, he'd be 5G, right? Exactly, yes. Something like that. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that... Here we are in 2022, and he draws. I can't. I still can't believe 2022, because we were talking about. I mean, I, I don't want to hijack the show, but technology. Just think, we are in the 21st century. Yeah. And all those 50s and 60s sci-fi movies where it was like, you know, it's 1984, and we've colonized eight of the nine planets. We don't even have nine planets anymore. Nope. <laughs> well, I thought they were going to bring that ninth one back. They're kind of hedging their bets. I heard bets. the same thing. Right? Yeah. They were bringing it back. Bets. I just had a, a, a student Pluto. do a speech. A yes. Yeah, a persuasive speech that Pluto should get its planetary status Probably the back. Walt Disney Company experiencing <laughs> this. Bring back they've Pluto. Got, yeah, they, they got copyright infringement lawsuits waiting. I want to do what, uh, what was the, the movie? Uh, uh, Hancock. Hancock put a heart on the moon. Do you remember that? Did you ever see the movie Hancock? I love the movie Hancock. Yeah, I did too. I'm one of the few. I, mm. uh, you and me. Us. I love the movie. I like the music, too. That's one of those. I like the part where he slaps everybody. That's a pretty good scene. I have a list. I should put this. Maybe I'll put this on the website. But shaving in so many movies when a person who is dissolute for whatever reason decides to reclaim his status or whatever. First thing they, they do. Shave, they shave, yeah. yeah. In Hancock, he's in prison, and he decides he's going to get out of prison. Oh, he shaves yeah, with his fingernails. In Treasure of Sierra Madre, Fred C. Dobbs is yeah. down in Mexico, and he goes and he gets a shave. And Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, exactly. The they get their shave. They, they, yeah. But I actually have I've, I've sort of been doing an informal study of that, that it's so many movies. in they um, shave. A Dirty Dozen, the, the way they know the dozen have come together is they protest that they want hot water to shave with. and That's got to be a, again that's again. a conspiracy in the Gillette family. It's they probably get, went to Hollywood in the 20s and said, look, this is how we're going to do this. I would not Because that's surprised. uncanny. That's a lot of movies. So to just kind of just say, poo-poo it, 
Yeah, you, you can't. Well, I'll put, I, 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 sure, I will. I, I'll, I'll put the my the list that I have compiled. It's got to be impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rio Bravo. That yeah, when uh, Dean Martin's character is no longer drunk, he, Angie Dickinson gives him a shave. Even in Home Alone, and Angie Dickinson Macaulay can Coffee. shave me yeah. any time. Shave in Home Alone. Even today, she's what like 102. I think Angie Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Is she still going? I believe she might be. I, I think know. her and Charo are doing a show in Vegas now. <laughs> I got front row seats. They do a very slow dance. <laughs> very slow. <laughs> Two ladies in their walkers. Oh How is Kugat these days? We have he's, he's gone. We've he has to be gone. But uh, what do you got for us? Today, email Jim? bwb at boomerswithbeverages.com. If Please you email us. Send us suggestions how to save this show. Um, <laughs> boomerswithbeverages.com, though, is our website. And Dan has been busy doing some cool stuff on there. Busy. So yes. check it out. Because I know there's a, a Pete Molina meatball recipe that people will there love is. to have. That's going to build. Because I think eventually there's going to be, we're going to do a cookbook. You guys will have all your recipes and I'll have a chapter at the back, all of my favorite restaurants to eat at. There you but, go. And phone numbers so we can make reservations. Absolutely. Yes. You got yeah, or I'll, I'll know. QR codes. Nope. Just scan it at the menu. Even and, better. And order your food right then and there. What does Jim make, make for dinner? Easy. Reservations. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. yep. Good stuff. So, Check out the website, and again, thanks for uh, making Boomers with Beverages part of your podcast Indeed. listening. We are happy to part have you. Part of your happy day. Along. And I know uh, it won't be long here, but oh, let's do the drinks real quick because I, I know everybody's got, kind of got a hodgepodge of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should, uh, I thought Karen was being funny here, but she suggested the, the beverage I, I have for the second show might help me with the, uh, the show itself. So I'm drinking a bottle of Smart Water. Oh man! Because apparently dumbass water is not made yet, but smart water is. Maybe we should do. We should have. We we, we should. I think we need to brand that. Well, you think? smart ass water. We're all dumbasses dumbass for paying yeah. ridiculous prices for bottles. But of this water. is actually it's good water. It's not bad. But My navigation app so called me a dumbass the other day. Did it really? <laughs> <laughs> Left turn, dumbass. <laughs> you sure it wasn't Dumas? That Mr. might have been Dumas. Yes. That's the French version. Dumas, Dumas Road. Mr. Dumas, Dumas Road. Uh, the award for fancy drink of the week goes to Dan. Or, uh-huh. you know, uh, I've not seen something so he went uh, out special. Presentation-wise, you get the points here. Uh, thank you so much. I am drinking a. Uh, it is an on the rocks from on the rocks premium cocktails, an old fashioned crafted with Knob Creek bourbon. Mm. And it, I've seen this. I've also got. I got one in in the mm. fridge from Bullet Rye Whiskey, which it's a different maker. But I'm sorry. It's delicious, but this bottle, three, seven, five, yeah, so it's like half a fifth, mm-hmm. so what, a tenth? Um, it's like 14 bucks. I can buy a bottle wow. of, I can buy a fifth of Knob Creek bourbon for 30. I know, but it's a cool little bottle. It, it is a cool little bottle. It's kind yeah. of that's, that's a, that so, almost looks yeah. like an apothecary bottle. Yeah, it's it beautiful. almost does. It's got a little cork in it. And, and that's a nice it size. It is a delicious, yeah, I mean, if you're. It fits in your lunchbox. Yeah, it fits in your lunchbox. If you're taking a picnic, I guess. cookies. On the Rocks Debbie's. Premium Cocktails. I got this one at uh, Big Red Liquors just up the road. I just road. pictured some kid sitting there in an elementary school. <laughs> open up. I think I got my dad's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually took. Go, I Dad. I was. <laughs> When I was teaching high school, one day I took in, it was a bottle of... You used to teach high school? I did. Okay, it or not yet. Have I mentioned that? Um, <laughs> I took I took a bottle, it was ginger beer. So, you know, it was a soft drink, but it's in a green bottle. And so I'm, I'm drinking it in the cafeteria and the principal came and sat down next to me and looked. It's like, no, it's, it's yeah, it's it's ginger beer. It's not, not yeah. the real, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> Pete, what do you got? I've got this drink called Bang. Uh, and it's a uh, 
It says it's brain and body fuel drink. Ooh. It has levels of creatine, essential oh. amino acids, and CoQ10. So apparently this stuff is nice. healthy for me, and it's peach mango flavor. Zero calories. Like Zero try. calories, no sugar. I'd like to try that. Yeah. Is there a lot of caffeine mm. in it, though? No, no caffeine. No, no caffeine? I can't do the caffeine. It, yeah. Uh, well, too much for me. Check that out. I love peach mango. The CoQ10 yeah. is good for cramping. Do you take a statin or anything? No, I, I, I took myself off statins about yeah. three years ago. I, I went off them my, too, but drove my doctor nuts. Every year I go in to see him. He goes, "Well, you, know, you really ought to be on those things." And he and I go back and forth, and okay. I don't take them. Well, the CoQ10 helps with statins and island. Get, all right. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's it's E-I-N. Oh, okay. Statins you, actually reduce your levels of CoQ10. So if you're yeah. on statins, you should be taking CoQ10. I take it oh, every day. And it's yeah. got to be the most uh, just uh, most expensive supplement I take. What, I, I, I get like 70 pills for like 50 bucks. It's outrageous. Do they have fun with those? For you, forty-seven eighty-five. So are they like the, are they like Flintstone vitamins? Like, no, they, they're they're, they're, they're uh, are they like the a, cast of it's an oil and it's in a capsule. <laughs> that was funny. Well, for older people, yes. You know. And what we are you are, having? Oh, I just had a Don Amici. Everyone sitting at this table right <laughs> now, I believe, Malibu. is older than Wilfred Brimley was in that That's film. True. <laughs> I think yeah. we are. Yes. Now, I believe that this, this brand is called Bang, but I believe they have a sister brand called Bong. I want that Bong. So. Well, and they have like a... And then there's the non-binary Bing. So <laughs> Bing, Bang, Bong. And you can get the uh, complimentary can of Gang. Okay. So you can do that. All King, weekend. Gang, Bang, Bong. King, Gang, Good Lord. I, I'm just picturing somebody picking the podcast up right at that point. And you're like, is this oh, a foreign show? I don't want to listen to that crap. I don't like these overseas podcasts. Just, just like that, turned into Archie Bunker. Is it good? Mm. What's the deal? CoQ10 is uh, important for what now? For, for your heart. For your yeah. heart. Yeah. So, or muscles in general, or just your heart? Um, mainly your heart. Mainly your heart. Yeah. Okay. So you take a supplement. I take a supplement. Can you over? Can you overdo CoQ10? Can you? Take uh, I took two one night, and because I, I read, I read something that it helps your virility. Oh, so, <laughs> so your, I took two. So your heart was going for like four hours. Real, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was doing great. And, and yeah. it already was done. He threw away the bottle. <laughs> I had a problem with uh, low, low, low uh, pulse rate, um, um, and I, my doctor wants me to keep a, keep track of it, make sure it stays over sixty. Mine had been dropping mm. down to like 40, 47, Ooh. 52. I'm like I can't explain it, but I feel fine. Hmm. I, can, I cut I cut grass. I walk every damn day. I yeah. know I get it up there, but it's like, you know. Well, I, I, I know I know that you you were a brave soul. You tried. You were thinking outside the box to take on a brand new beverage, and it just it failed. Yeah. Well, actually, um, it's Vita Cocoa pressed coconut water. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't it means it um, doesn't have any wrinkles. It's it is uh, got to be. <laughs> This is the nastiest thing I've ever put in my mouth. This is the dumbass water. This is the dumbass water right here. This is nasty. It's, it's see, awful. I have a, a dear Twice friend. was on sale. And brother in India. He's a, a missionary, social justice activist, etc. He does communion in India with a coconut. Oh, wow. Instead of, because coconuts are used in like Hindu rites or whatever, but... Mm. For, for these people, you know, they really don't know so much about bread as we know it, and wine is certainly not, you know, they, they do drink things, but wine is not. But if you think about a coconut from in terms of, you know, so you have the body, the coconut itself, and you break it, and you have the, the blood, which is the coconut milk, mm. 
and then the meat of the coconut, and that's how he does communion. And that's, it just, it's yeah, really you know, very can use cool. anything at that point. You, yeah, I mean, it just, right. yeah, any, any religion can use anything to represent the body. Do and, any of them the do blood. like Cadbury eggs? Those would be cool. <laughs> Maybe at Easter. <laughs> oh, so I'm going fun. to hell. I know I'm going to hell. It'd be yummy. <laughs> but it's, yeah, and well, and it is interesting that people, you know, oh, you can't, it's, it's got to be bread. And, but, no. but the people I'm talking to don't understand no. bread and wine. But coconut they get. That they, oh, okay, so because he, he takes a hammer and breaks it, mm-hmm. actually literally breaks the coconut. And it, it's very cool. You have to, don't you? You're hard. Yes, you would. I've seen Castaway. You have to really. You, you got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Take some work. Well, thanks anyway for trying it, though. See, I, I like the peach nice. mango. You just I'll got try the, that. This you is, got the regular this stuff. This is the regular old coconut water, and it's just vile. And I like coconut milk, but this is not anywhere close to coconut I milk. Would, it, but speaking of water, one of the things that surprised me of how really good it, it cucumber, what, like you oh, you go no. places, sometimes you see cucumbers floating in water. Oh, oh yes, I yes. love nope, cucumber nope, water. Nope. You know? Nastiest thing ever. Right, I, already I, says okay, no. you ready? Already? I got, I, got a, I got a cucumber water story for you. All right. The doctor said before I went in for my colonoscopy, you can use, you know, Gatorade, whatever. Mm-hmm. I used a cucumber Gatorade. And oh my God, I can't even eat a cucumber anymore. Well, it was Gatorade. It went right through me. I uh, cannot. Uh, prematurely. I was cannot terrible. drink Gatorade. They was, make a cucumber They have Gatorade? a cucumber flavored Gatorade. Never, yes. I've never yes. seen I've seen. Are you it's serious? It's there. I'm absolutely serious. It, it only was came the in color thing flavors. ever. It's, yeah, it's yeah, kind like, of like a milky green. Blue. Yeah, right. It's like a milky green. Milky green uh, color. You sure that's what so it was? I'm positive. I've read it yeah, t- three times. Gross. I go, I thought I was picking up just the regular, you know, lemon lime. No, it was cucumber. Do you guys have any questions, though? Anything you you want to ask me? Because I'll take another sip of this and see if I, you know. Yes. Okay, you, hang on. You're, you're expecting ready? a bad yeah. result over there? Well, no, it's you... smart water. I want to see if it works. What's your question, Dan? What is the meaning of life? Mm. Took a big sip on that one. Coconut water. <laughs> What's CoQ squared? What's... You know what? I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to tell you something real quick, though. Besides asking me for recipes, don't ever ask me for math questions. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I, that was my good, most... He is good with theater, though. I, 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 have I was a... horrible in math. Ugh. I went to college, fortunately for me, at a time where I got through an entire four year, got my degree without taking a single math course. You can't do that anymore. No. Not no. even possible. No. And the no, reason no. I was able to do that was because I, I had a science curriculum. I have a degree in biology and a minor in chemistry. So the theory at the time was, well, you're actually doing a lot of math, taking those types of courses, which is accurate. But were you? Oh, absolutely. All right. Physics, biochemistry, all that sort of stuff. Figuring out the best prices on beer, where to go. That, you know, but you had a minor in chemistry. Yes. So you could make your own math. No, uh, that was uh, a yes, really bad could. pun. Yeah. It was. Well, I, that was a cons- <laughs> Thank you. That's why I'll be consulted on breaking math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is once again when we should appreciate the fact we have our own producer with Art Baker sitting here. Art. Art is getting really close. His, his hand is on Artie's mic. Yeah. He, at any given time to he, just mute that thing. So, he sits so over there. Jim. He, he looks um, a little gaseous. T- tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Jim went to uh, an exciting concert over the weekend. Oh, and yeah. He thought it would yeah. t- share that a little bit with us and maybe kind of segue yes. into some of the great things we may have experienced. This, uh, yeah. Well, this was probably the sixth time I've, we've gone, or I've gone to see Billy Joel. So I'm uh, back at Market Square Arena by himself. Uh, Karen and I went and saw Billy Joel and Elton John. It was like 93, 94 at the old RCA Dome. Probably one of the best concerts I ever saw. I mean, seriously. I mean, mm. when do you ever see two yeah, I saw talents that like that put yeah, together incredible. in a show? Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. 
And now he does the stadium shows because, first of all, he hasn't had any original music since 1993. And he's more than happy to remind you that when he gets out there. Hmm. He goes, and I'm sure he doesn't care. He could care less right. because mm. he makes about one to two million per show. That's, yeah. that's, his, that's his take. And he'll get out there and he goes, he goes, oh, you're here again. I'm playing the old stuff. <laughs> you know? Good for him. That's why we're here. It's, yeah. But that's the thing about the so much of the music that we've all grown up with. First of all, a lot of the people that we grew up with aren't with us anymore, yeah. sadly. Or they, they can't tour. They don't mm. tour. So those that still can, it's like, you got to go. I mean, I still would love to see McCartney. I would have loved to have seen Elton John. But I did this rationalization thing there with Elton John as I saw him. In the mid '90s, with Billy Joel, mm-hmm. and he was still sounding like Elton John. Yeah, you know now he almost talks the lyrics yeah. more than he sings the That's lyrics. It's like yeah, Sinatra in his later years. Later years, he did he did that like, as well. Yeah. He had backup singers that could hit mm-hmm. the high notes and yeah. real subtle. You're, you're thinking he's hitting them, but he's not. Yes, yeah. but that's not. You hear these artists that uh, well, there's a Ricky Nelson song that if all I sing are memories, I'd rather drive a truck. It's it's like well, people are oh, coming go, to your garden party. Garden yeah, party. garden party. Yeah. Ah. People are coming to your concerts because they like the music. And well, I heard us talking to somebody about, remember Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy, mm-hmm. that she said she was at a show with Bobby McFerrin and somebody kept shouting out, you know, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And he's like, oh, I can't sing that. It was, it's, it's traumatic for me. To, it's like it made you millions of dollars. Yeah, suck it up, big Why, guy. Yeah, what's, yeah exactly. It's, or, but, I, you know, it's great that Billy Joel... Accepts that. that oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and that it, this is this is why people bought tickets to my show because they want. Although I did hear, I saw a BB King in concert in <clears throat> at a club called I think it was called Jilly's in Dayton, Ohio. Not the one in Texas, but this was in Dayton, Ohio. And he comes out and he's he to me, I'd seen him a couple of times before that at Beef and Boards in Indianapolis. But anyway, he comes out. He looked a little tired to me. Plays a few songs, and somebody in the back is like, Philly's gone! Philly's gone! And B.B. King's like, oh, man, you got to, you know, that's like having your dessert before your mashed potatoes. It's, you know, Thrill is gone is, at, you know. It's, it's my closer. Closer. It's my closer. And he plays another song or two. And like, Thrill is gone! Thrill is gone! And he played Thrill is gone and left. left. There yeah. you go. See no yeah. encore, no nothing. And I personally respect him for that. That I understand the guy wanted to hear the song, but he told him, I'm going to play it. You yeah. just wait for it. A uh, real quick aside on the road of stand-up comedy, which is the way we all met way back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Uh, one of the uh, not-so-famous people I met on the road was the last person to have sex with Rick Nelson. <laughs> um, Phyllis Diller. No, it was in Guntersville, Alabama. It was a one-nighter at the nightclub. Was it with, for, for Rick or for you? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't for <laughs> me. <laughs> it was that, no, if you, if you could have seen that. If you could have hey. seen this waitress, nah. Uh, <laughs> Well, she actually was the bartender, and it was, a, I think it might have been a Comedy Zone or a Sobel one-nighter, Guntersville, Alabama, and this is the the bar that they did the concert and got on the plane, and that was it. But she was What's telling she, everybody. I was say, she's bragging about it? Bragging Why? about it, going, yeah, but, before he got on a plane, he did me. I go, wow, well, that's That may cool be story. why he set fire to the spray, the hairspray cans well, on the plane. But I'm thinking, you know, when she has grandkids, she <laughs> has something to talk about, you know. So, ah, you know Ricky Nelson may I, be your grandpappy. Well, before he went to the garden party, guess what he did? You know, I mean, it's a little uh, Maybe 48 hours should reopen an investigation on the cause He's of death. lost it. You know, they just, Never yeah. But, uh, you know, going to a, a stadium concert like that, uh, in Notre Dame, of course. The last time we, mm-hmm. the last time, uh, well, first of all, this was delayed three times because of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. The last Billy Joel concert I saw was at Wrigley Field, 
So it's funny. So I've been to two of the most famous sports arenas in the country, mm-hmm. but not for sports. So was ne- Rudy ne- there? Never saw a Cubs game. No, <laughs> no. And, and Notre Dame Stadium—they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on that stadium. It <laughs> looks very different. Does not look anything like it. You know, mm-hmm. and they must have obviously done some things with the shots for the movie yeah. Rudy because it, it looks nothing like. You well, know, you would I, expect it to from that. And I'm sure they probably modified things a little bit. Yeah, Russ to Dodge, make it more of a timepiece. Who did, one of the hosts of the, the uh, radio show Indiana Nocturne with yeah. John Rabel. He was saying, told me that, I guess, Do they get John Bon Jovi. Did we mention them for that? Do they mention us? Yeah. Did they ever talk about I, us? I, I, talk I worked at something. The time. Did you? I, yeah. But Good apparently, man. John Bon Jovi's son went to Notre Dame. And so that, and, and John Bon Jovi was, and played football. And so John Bon Jovi was always on the sidelines running up and down. That's fascinating. Cheering That's pretty cool. I, and, yeah. Have That's you, pretty cool. I have never, I've seen a boatload of concerts. Uh, and, you know, I grew up, music was part of my life. And you may not know this. Mm. I was actually in a garage band and mm. played keyboards in a band for four years all through high school. I mean, we got a lot of gigs. Mm. It was a great experience. But I have never seen a stadium concert. Yeah, and I'm cool. sort of, uh, sort of shied away from them just because yeah. of the, the yeah. size of the venue. But yeah. I, I'm sure that Don't. they can they can pull that off. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. only some. I mean, you could probably count on one hand the number of artists that could even mm-hmm. pull off a stadium concert. Yeah. Which Jaren and I just went we went to Vegas about six weeks ago and saw Lady Gaga mm-hmm. out there, and that was a small venue that that was one of her residencies, and she's doing a stadium tour all summer. So she's mm-hmm. literally going from this three thousand seat uh, MGM Park Theater. To do in 60,000 seat venues, yeah. there's not many that can do that. And that, you know, Garth Brooks was the last person that that did it at Notre Dame. So you know what I mean? It's just not. Yeah, that I, I, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. So, I, there's I not a lot in that that vein anymore. Well, that so, that so caliber. I think talent, the old the old know? Market Square was probably the biggest place I ever saw a concert. I saw several but, but concerts but there. I, I saw that's why they should have kept it. I hate the fact they imploded it. Soldier Field. Really? Yeah. Soldier Field. I saw. Beach Boys. I hated every minute of it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not a Beach Boys or a Beatles I fan. You don't like the Beatles. Yeah. Don't like the Beatles. I like yeah. the Beach Boys. Well, but which to me, it's so incredible that Steve Martin played stadiums. Yeah. A absolutely. stand up. I mean, because one of the things about stand up comedy, I think, is there's a certain level of intimacy you need, you know, a rapport you need to establish with the, at least for me. But the thing that just says well, so much about Steve Martin's brilliance. The is reason he, he did was it was because to... of the King Tut bit. Yeah. He needed the big stage. He uh, people, he sold way too many tickets, and they yeah. had to have it in in stadiums. Mm. Denise went to Market Square Arena to see this. Yeah, uh, and he uh, no 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 excuse me. It was at the convention center. I take mm-hmm. that back. They pulled them all together, and he did the whole production, sets. Dancers, wow. yeah. backup singers, the whole nine yards. Yeah. She, said it was, she said it was awesome. One of the favorite shows I saw at Deer Creek, which is our big outdoor theater for people that are listening What's in other parts Ruhoff of the country. Mortgage? Now it's Ruhoff. Yeah. It's been so many Ruhoff. different things. It was Red Skelton. Yeah. I mm. saw Red Skelton's last show mm. he ever did in Indianapolis, and that was amazing. That's always that's a great show. Well, I love Guzzler's Gin. Think about, from his standpoint, too, when he was starting out. I mean, that, yeah. if anybody would come up and say, you know, you're going to play a 15,000-seat arena someday, mm. he's like, uh, what? Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I saw, uh, well, again, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people, if not the only person you guys know, who saw Jimi Hendrix live. Oh, wow. my. 1969 Mother's Day at the old uh, Coliseum, now the Pepsi Coliseum. Really? In, yeah. That's I cool. mean, so mm-hmm. in, about a year later, you know, unfortunately, yeah. he passed away. That but, is very cool. Uh, that is neat. Yeah. I didn't know he ever wow. played in Indianapolis. Yeah. 
probably the best concert I can remember seeing, and I was young and was probably smoking some bong stuff at the time. Really? I'm uh, was We just, are stunned. And did you teach high school? No, I, no, I did not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I did, but I did fail one of your classes, Dan. Okay? All right. All right. So I got that going for me. Yeah. In, your, in your class, it would have, his name would have been Molina. It would have been Spicoli. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. Your right. hand was Jethro Tull at the Indiana mm. Convention Center in 1969. Mm. And the reason it stood out to me then and even now is he was doing stage stuff, big stage theater stuff before it really became popular. And he cool. was, Ian uh, Anderson was an incredible performer. Yes, yeah. Unbelievable. Do you, remember, guy, do you guys remember your first concert? Yes. What was I'm, it? Uh, Santana. I'm going to see them again next Friday. That was your very first concert Santana ever. was my very first concert ever. So how ever. old were you? I was uh, 16, oh, okay. 17, So you didn't see anything, there. any concerts when you were like little, little kid? Well, I went to the symphony about every other I know, but like, person, like big name type. Uh, Ferranti and Teicher. I found them in an elevator at the no Lexington way. Hotel. No, excuse me, the Phoenix Hotel in Lexington. Yeah, I thought, you, would, and I thought you saw Mitch Miller. I thought you were... No, no, no. But I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back to uh, Ruoff next Friday to see Earth, Wind, and Fire in Santana. That's be it's kind of like a bucket show. list thing. That's awesome. I, I've always wanted to see Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. because I've been a fan of theirs since album one. And I, I, it's, I'm going to cry. Is I there, know I will weep. Artie? Yeah. Anyone well, with Earth, with Santana other than Carlos Santana, the, any of the original? Because Neil Sean is, used to be his guitarist, uh, a guitarist. Well, his, his drummer in, his drummer is... Is it Ainsley Dunbar? His, his, uh, his drummer is Maurice White's daughter. Oh, okay. From Earth, Wind, and Fire. I remember when, when I was a kid, my, I shared a room with my older brother, five years older than me, and he had a Santana poster on the wall, mm-hmm. and I... Remember, that's how I know the name of the guys. Ainsley Dunbar was the drummer. This would have been like, you know, 71, 72. Yeah. And Neil Sean was a guitar player who's now with, he's with Journey. Yeah. On the yeah. Ones, Ainsley Dunbar still. Artie, yeah. uh, Karen and I are going to that same concert. So maybe you, you and uh, um, Denise can come over. We'll have You'll a cocktail see just beforehand. Just look for the little like meatballs. Look for the smoke. From the, yeah. the venue. And just look for the cool. smoke. I'd love, to do, yeah. let's, I'd love to do that. I was going to do Uber or whatever, but I'd love to go with you. Oh, you don't yeah. want to do Uber? At a, no. You don't? Uh, no, it's it's tough to yeah. do an Uber there. They say they have a back entrance there yeah. that they drive but, through. But then they raise off. the rate. Demand yeah. Oh, okay. Well, like, well, kind of yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Awesome. But the best time I ever had at a concert, when I was with uh, the Smooth Jazz Station, 100.9, um, we did. We were one of the sponsors for the first Indie Jazz Festival. Hmm. And I got to introduce a lot of acts, but my favorite was Isaac Hayes. Ooh. Oh, I yeah. stayed on stage while they did Shaft. Oh, my goodness. I'm on stage. And I'm I'm grooving yeah, and I'm yeah. singing along and I I'm sure I looked like what is the white guy doing there? But mm-hmm. I had a blast. It was a, it that was it was a moment that I'll take to my game. Song. Oh, great with me. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. I love that song. The, the greatest thing that Isaac Hayes ever did when they wheeled him out behind the organ at the Academy Awards when he's doing Shaft. Missed that. Oh, one. oh my gosh, that's just a classic. It's <laughs> got to be on YouTube. He was on he was on that '70s show doing Shaft, but well, it was Fez. I actually met him. <laughs> Funny. A couple of times. Really? Well, when they reopened the Madam Walker Theater, uh-huh. he produced the gala that they, they did that night. The which was grand a, opening gala? Yeah. yeah. And so he did, he came to where I was, I was working at the time, Caboose Productions, and we did some of the production stuff for that, and we got free tickets. And so anyway, I met him when he was wow. at the studio and went, the show was very interesting. There was a guy, uh, his name is Roscoe Lee Brown. 
and he has a very recognizable voice. Very just. I know that he was from the, the Cowboys, John Wayne, right? right. Isn't that yes, Roscoe Lee he Brown? was. He was the cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's reading. He's doing this thing. And we had, I mean, the free tickets we got, we were literally the top row of the balcony <laughs> oh, in the Madam Walker Theater. And he's doing, he's, again, gorgeous voice. Look him up, Roscoe Lee Brown. I'm sure you can find recordings of him on, online. But he's reading this Langston Hughes poem and in front of the curtain. And you could see, like, people moving about behind the curtain. And so he's reading the poem, and he gets to this one line in the poem, and it was something, you know, and the dawn broke, or, you know, whatever the line was. And clearly, at that moment, the curtain was supposed to open, and, you know, a choir was going to sing. And so he did, you know, and the dawn broke. Nothing. <laughs> what happened? So he waits a beat. And the dawn <laughs> broke. Again. <laughs> Nothing. So wow. He, he takes his glasses Funny. off, and he's twirling, the, you know, he's holding the, the one temple and twirling his... Would you like me to vamp? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And eventually, the curtain Too opens funny. and the choir. So they just weren't ready. It oh, wasn't. It wasn't union stuff. then. It was not. You know, it's it just. Was, it was like, oh my uh, goodness! It was that's hilarious. So but, San, uh, San, Santana for Santana, you. See, yeah. so I have like what, what I consider my first official concert, and then my first like kind of unofficial. Like for me, my first official was uh, uh, holidays '75. We we did a couple Christmases where we visited family out that lived out in uh, San Jose cousins aunt and uncle and they would always vacation at Lake Tahoe and they would always get tickets to shows so we got to go see they got to see uh, Charo Charo funny funny enough <laughs> but our the show that we got to see was the Carpenters and the opening act was the Righteous Brothers oh, mm, so that was an interesting combination. but the, so that's kind of like my first official but the uh, official but unofficial Canada has their state fair every summer in downtown Toronto at, at Exhibition Place. And it's called the Canadian National Exhibition as opposed to the State Fair. And the, the stadium there, they host all kinds of shows. So my aunt got us tickets to this show. It was the Osmond Brothers, and their opening act was Joey Chitwood's Hell Drivers. <laughs> oh, who put that show together? It was a car stunt show followed by <laughs> oh the Osmond Brothers. Gig. And it wasn't even Donnie Osmond. It was the Brothers... Without Donnie? I think no. I saw the Hell Drivers at the State Fair. Oh, the Hell Yeah, I mean, that Joey Chitwood is part yeah. of auto that was a what? The Dost, history. Dostin, Dots, Dostin Hell Drivers. Can I get you a drink, Artie? Oh, I don't know what that <laughs> is. I, I'm, I'm drinking this coconut smart water. But, but, are, you, uh, are you really? Yeah, Joey Chitwood, very famous. But yeah. the Hell Drivers were, and the stunts so they did they on the a, track. Were, a car stunt show car stunt opening show. for yeah. the Osmond Brothers. The, the Osmond Brothers. That promoter was... I know, right? Can you imagine that? Jim, here's an interesting fact about Billy Joel. I just read this a couple of weeks ago. When he does a concert, he will not sell the first two rows of, of seats in, at his concert mm -hmm. because he says all the people that get those, or they go to the brokers, the really rich people get them. And he said right. half the time they sit there bored and they're, mm -hmm. not, you know, they're not really interested. So what he does, he holds those back. He gives them to his stage crew and maybe 30 minutes before his show, they just randomly go up to the upper sections, give them to people because he says, uh, those that. are my fans. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's pretty that, cool, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really good stuff. Dan, you remember your first one? My first one was Aerosmith, and I think Bob Seger was there, and somebody else at Market Square Arena Yikes. on the 4th of July. Wow. It was a huge mistake. Uh-oh. <laughs> people inside the arena... Are shooting off bottle rockets and fire. It was a war zone. 
It was, oh my goodness. But one of the greatest shows I ever saw, performances I ever saw, was, uh, you heard Duke Tomato, oh, yes. the All-Star Frogs. Apparently, John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival was like dating a girl from South Bend or whatever, and somehow saw a Duke Tomato show, really loved Duke Tomato, and decided to produce a live album of him performing at The Vogue in Broderbill in Indianapolis. And so me and my buddy Aaron get there, like, for the third set, they weren't charging cover. So we go in, we hear, you know, Duke's last set that night. And so he goes off, comes back for the encore, and he starts, like, he's, count- I'm, I'm gesturing here because, you know, we are on a podcast. Um, he is, and he goes, there's, there's too many guitars on stage. Are there any guitar players in the house? And so here comes John Fogarty on stage with Duke Tomato. They play a song, and then... Anybody else, or I forget what exactly they said, but here comes George Thorogood mm. bouncing down the stairs. And so for no money, I see like a 15-minute jam with Duke Tomato, who is an amazing guitar player in his own right, John Fogarty, and George Thorogood just wow. clearly having a great time That's cool. playing music together. And it was amazing. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I love be awesome. those moments. So that's your first concert? Oh no, that was my first. Just, just as, oh, among my best notable. concert memories. Yeah. yeah, most notable. But yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. It was hey, very awesome. Did you ever open for a concert? Yeah, as a comedian. But guess who? No, seriously, did you ever yeah, open we, for just, a concert? Just, just yeah. tell us who but it guess is. Guess who? You well, did? just tell us who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? That's right. no, it was a New Year's Eve. I don't know who booked it. It was at the Hyatt downtown. Interesting. Oh, really? oh, yeah, in uh, Starship. Open for Starship in North Carolina somewhere. I was yeah. at, it uh, wasn't Jefferson Airplane or Jefferson Starship. It was just Starship. I, Starship. I, Starship. I just, I just, because I, I didn't it's all think that it was, was left. The, was yeah, the Mamas Starship. and the Papas. It was a corporate oh, event nice. open for the Mamas and the Papas. Who was still in the Mamas and the Papas? Obviously, Mama Cass wasn't. It was, I think it was Grandmamas and Grandmamas. 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 <laughs> I was, uh, there actually were a few original yeah. members in, I think, two or three. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. People, Le- did you? Talk about your first jet or no? No, you talk no. about Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, See, for you, Jimi Hendrix. For me, Jimmy Osmond. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So, my first is there concert? really that much? To, have you ever seen them together? You know, Jimmy Osmond does the national anthem on his kazoo with his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> and a Jew's harp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my first concert was at Indiana Beach. Mm. So if those I don't remember, They're, yeah, they reopened it. Did I they? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so I think they reopened. Indiana I think Beach they have like two or three rides yeah. going. Hmm. Kind of think of it. It's like a King's Island light. Yeah. yeah. It's by appointment. You show up, you yeah. take a ride. It, yeah. It's oh, not, yeah. yeah. But I saw Jay and the Americans. Oh, Ooh. Look at that. What's that? Uh, uh, oh, what's that song? <laughs> wow. In a little cafe. <laughs> yep. There you uh, go. You what is it. that song? Come a little bit closer. I yes. love that song. So that Come was that a little bit that? closer. You're my okay. guy. Yeah. And I was about maybe. Look out. Here comes Jose. And, wow. And I, yeah. Could you say no, no bong back Here then. Here comes though. Jose. No. Yeah, she kept. He's at a bar near the oh, Texas-Mexican border, border oh, okay. and there's a girl. Yeah, she belongs to that man, Jose. And I love uh, that comes, song. Yeah, come a little bit closer. Oh, so you, now, now, now you know who they're talking about. Yeah. Now, I, I, absolutely. Okay, well, before we put a, a nice bow on this discussion about music and stuff, I, I, I think this would be a really good one. Who, if you could, if is there an, a singer or a band or act that you never got to see that you would have loved to have seen, Artie? Wow, this is the first time you've asked me. Can somebody else go first? Led Zeppelin. Okay. I yeah. saw Led Zeppelin, 1977. Damn you. At We got there, yep, uh, Mark Scorina. Uh, oh, I would I would love to see Santana. Yeah. 
I just love his. Okay, they're still but, available. No, they're, 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 yeah. no, somebody that's not, you can't. Oh, not. somebody you can't see now. Yeah. Um, so Tony Bennett. Art will put some uh, background music. Tony Bennett. Ooh, I yeah. Tony, I saw Tony Bennett oh. at Deer Creek, his opening act, K.D. Lang. Wow. Oh, she's my, that a, would be a She's great a show. phenomenal performer. Yeah. And Tony, Tony's Tony. Well, let me tell you, a, you want song's best friend. You're talking about your uh, Uber lineup there with the guitarist. Here, here's one for you. Uh, Billy Joel did the uh, DVD concert. He did a couple of them, but he did what they call that. It's called the last play at Shea before they tore down Shea Stadium and built the mm -hmm. new stadium for the Mets. So he did the last concerts there. So this is a concert that you paid to see Billy Joel, and this is what happened. So he goes, he's on stage doing his thing, and he invites out to sing New York State of Mind, Tony Bennett. So mm. Tony Bennett comes out, does a song, too. A few minutes go by, a couple more Billy Joel songs. He goes, i got another friend I like to bring out, brings out John Mayer hmm. to sing, do a couple songs on the guitar. A few minutes go by, Billy Joel songs. He goes, oh, I've got this song that I wrote that, uh, hey, this guy made really famous. He, he wants to sing it to you. Please welcome Garth Brooks. Here comes, uh, here comes Garth Brooks. What did Billy so the, Joel write for Garth Brooks? Uh, oh, you're going you're gonna to ask me that here. I'll, I'll Google while we're talking. Okay. Uh, and then he gets to the end of the concert. They're at the encore. And the backstory behind this is amazing. But because it was Shea Stadium, Billy Joel said this was the only person that should finish this venue, that should sing the last songs at the venue. Please welcome Paul McCartney. So McCartney comes out, does a couple Beatles songs, does a couple songs with Billy Joel, because that's where the Beatles sang when they came to the States was at Shea Stadium. So they opened Shea Stadium, and mm -hmm. Paul McCartney closed Shea Stadium. So I don't care what you paid for that ticket. You tell me if you could ever. That's quite a show, yeah. I think if that was like the last concert you went to, you'd be perfectly fine. Shameless. I mean, of course. Shameless, yeah. That was the. And he recorded it, but when Garth Brooks did it, it became a hit. You know, yeah. so. That, well, that's. Uh, I like, I always did. love you from Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston made it mm -hmm. famous. Yeah. Yep. And um, uh, what was it? Oh, I found out not too long ago, the Cindy Lauper song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, she did not write that. Right. That was a remake. Interesting. It was a guy yeah. from like Minnesota wow. wrote that song and he recorded, you know, released it regionally, but it just, it, and I find that very interesting because that seemed to be like her defining yeah. thing. Sure, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, she did a great job with it. I big fan of Cindy Lauper. I love. We saw uh, my wife and I saw Kinky Boots. Oh yeah, which was a she wrote the, she the music. For music, that. yeah. It was yeah. I'd, I'd actually seen the film that it was based upon. It's about this failing boot manufacturer in England that finds a niche. They make boots for drag queens, drag artists. Because they need, you know, they need, well, they have shows. elaborate, yeah. elaborate costumes. Yeah, they well, have elaborate yeah. costumes. And, I mean, and, and it, since yeah. they're, you know, men, biological males and not females, they got to be bigger. Well, and yeah, sturdier. And they, they want to have a nice costume when they're going to the elementary schools nowadays it's, to, to wear. And it just, so. it's a, it's a wonderful story, very heartwarming, you know. But yeah, her music for that is phenomenal. But anyway, it just, I thought it was interesting that yeah, Cindy Lauper did not write the song that made her famous. See, for me, it would be, and I know people say, "Oh, that's an easy one," but it would, it would just be the Beatles. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. I mean, you'll never have a more influential musical group oh, in history. We might talk about that later. 
<laughs> there's there's no debate. I mean, I that's ha- I will admit that I don't know anything about writing music. I just have never been that much of a fan of the Beatles. Yeah, well, I think I got much more all, the Rolling you, Stones. You got to listen to all their music. And so. if there if there would not be Beatles if there had not first been crickets. Well, that's but a the, whole other story. Had that yeah. plane crash not happened, that would have changed music forever. But see, that that's the thing is that the Beatles. You look at American music. Up to the moment the Beatles arrived, and it just it stopped, and everybody started imitating the Beatles. And certainly, well, in terms of influence, well, a, lot of those, a lot of those imitators came from the UK. Well, but, yeah. but also Paul McCartney and the Beatles will tell you their greatest influence ever was fill in that blank. And I've heard of well, the, the, no. they, <laughs> Paul McCartney suggested the name the Beatles based on Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Yeah, no, got nothing to do with Buddy Holly. It has everything to do with I'm Buddy talking Holly. about of, who go ahead. the Beatles or Paul McCartney says influenced them the most. A lot, of the, came blue, to their music. A lot of the blues artists. Beach Boys. Well, Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you say that American music stopped. I'll, I'll disagree because mm. the Beatles and Brian Wilson slash the Beach Boys yeah. were in this heated battle who could make the best music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where Pet Sounds came from. That, yeah, and he, that, that was in response album. to, I believe, the White Album. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, and, that, and without that, there's no uh, Sergeant Pepper. That's what yeah. McCartney says. Sergeant, that that inspired them to do Sergeant mm-hmm. Pepper. Well, and you know? it, yeah, it's taste is you know what you like is what you like. Yeah. I'm much more. I like the blues influenced rock, so I'm much more Rolling Stones than Beatles. And there is an interesting. Actually, I, I uh, had the good fortune of uh, filling in on an episode of Indiana Nocturne, and we talked about is that blues with uh, Russ with Dodge Russ Dodge and John, and John Raybould. Raybould. Raybould couldn't make it one day, so uh, Russ asked me to fill in. But there's a wonderful CD out there called uh, Chicago Plays the Rolling Stones. And it's all these great Chicago blues artists. Oh, I thought Buddy it was Guy, Peter John Primer. Uh, no, not yeah. those guys. Yeah, I love that Chicago. Doing sort, sort of like reclaiming the Rolling Stones influence. All these songs that were clearly influenced by these guys. I mean, much more Chicago blues, I think, than anything else. Except, Yeah, being, but the, the, the Rolling Stones were influenced by you know most of the classic black blues artists that's what i'm talking about you know, that, that these these current living blues artists in chicago covered all these great you know and mick jagger sings along with yeah. uh on, on one of them uh uh keith richards plays guitar on one of them but it's just you know john primer who's one of my very favorite guys play does a cover of angie that is just and you know what's really cool so about cool. this podcast dan is it, we need to end it it's, no no is that in 50 no in 50 60 years keith richards will still be listening yeah. to it so now, now here's the, keith richards has, has been dead for 30 years but he did not get the memo he did not hey, get the memo now nice. Artie, we're coming back to you for that it's very simple yeah uh, in his prime i would have loved to have seen frank sinatra Oh well, sure. Yeah, um, uh, that that would be the ultimate for me. Yeah. And beyond that, I think the Jets. I love the Jets. They're they're disbanded now. I think they could all be dead. But Joe the Namath, Jets? Joe Namath a, is still a, doing commercials. Though. I got called. There was a band called the Jets. They were out of Minnesota. <laughs> there was Joan Jeff. There was, no, no these a were a little bunch Jets. of little kids. Yeah, the Jets. I got called. I was mm-hmm. doing the. I was doing the Comedy Cottage. Remember the Comedy Cottage sure, up there yeah. at the Maryville Holiday Star Theater? Uh, at the Holiday Star Theater which that is night. Which a parking lot. Right. Mm. Uh, the Jets were performing. And I'm and I'm like, uh, why are all these cars here? Uh, who gives a shit about the Jets? So anyway, I'm, when I'm standing around jet, waiting to go on all the way. 
I'm, I'm just standing there getting ready to, you know, just waiting for the show. And they said, look, in about 25 minutes, we need an opening act. I got 250 bucks. Who wants to go? I do. I do. I do. So I went up and I and I opened for the Jets. And it was the worst decision of my life. <laughs> Absolute worst decision of my life. They were all. Did you get the 250 I got my 250 bucks before. The audience before is 14 years old. Remember yeah. that. But these 13, 12, yeah, 11. Right. I mean, and, and we got company for you. Here we hey, Boo, you suck. We don't, you, haven't how, heard one working. You, we know you suck. It was it was terrible. How it fast terrible. did you get out of town? I, I did 10 minutes. I did ten minutes. Two hundred fifty. Ten bucks. minutes for two hundred fifty bucks. That's. But man, it was miserable. It was miserable. Well, we want to. They didn't hear a thing, which is fine. Yeah, it's good though. That's that, that's incredible. That's that's good though. And you got but, you got money out of it, so you know it's, it's oh, it's and scarred your soul, but it's still money. You're you're going to you're going to AC Earth Wind and Fire in Santana, right? Yes. Okay. Y'all need to come too. No, we're good. We're in the lawn though. Appreciate we're, that. We got lawn seats. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you can yeah, still ride with us. Okay. Well, that'd be great. When when is it? Uh, from, next Friday, a week from tomorrow. A Dan, week from, I'll be in Michigan. Yeah. I'll be in paradise. Yeah. Dan, Dana's going back to the... If you want a beautiful peninsula, look around you. Oh, Michigan's a gorgeous state. It's, yes, it is. You, well, it's a whole different thing. Michigan is just is, is fantastic. Yes. I, I just would be remiss if I didn't thank the folks that tuned into this podcast, this special mm. director's cut. <laughs> uh, have we hit an hour yet uh we're probably Jeez. somewhere in the vicinity but it's fun you know and i, I knew this topic for all of us because we're all you know we all grew up with oh, music live concerts, music is the you know. best oh yes. you can't beat and it. i mean people playing instruments live music you can't they, beat it yeah. and, and you know there's so many shows you know we will talk about down the road some other mm-hmm. concerts and things like that but you know, if you've got some to share send it to us our email is bwb at boomersbeverages.com if you've got some great stories We'd love to hear it, but uh, I will. I, I will Venmo a dollar to the first person to send us an email. I'm just. I'm going to put that out there. Well, it, how about five dollars if they went to see Joey Chitwood's Hell Drivers open for the Osmond Brothers? They get. They get. How, like an how extra would we ask them to prove that? Ticket stub, you can, or remember, just claim remember, you did. It just claim you did. Send us an email. Stub. Claim you. Well, remember, they had Chitwood. ticket stubs back then. You don't get ticket stubs oh, that's, anymore. That's they true. don't exist. So. Yeah, you can't even print things out anymore. You don't need them. I just showed them. I know, but I I still like you can. But it's a lot of work. I I had to get tickets. You have to hit like Control P. Yeah, or something like that. (laughs) Well, that's something we we all need to work on. It already needs once you're into once you're mid fifties and beyond. Control P is a whole different (laughs) thing. Oh, other thing. I gotta go. Okay, let's go. Thank you very much. The director's version of the Boomers with Beverages. I'm Jim Burroughs on uh, behalf of Dan Davis. Yeah. And that's very, he sounded like one of the guys in the balcony on the Muppet Show. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, just I, I just can't decide which one. I didn't get a harump out of that guy. Uh, Pete Molina. Ciao. And Artie Widgery. Matlock! I'm Jim Burroughs. <laughs> I have no clue, but it is definitely time to shut this baby down. Thanks for listening to Boomers with Beverages. Our recording engineer, Art Baker. Post-production services, Dan Davis. Our theme music, Stitchelton Shuffle, by the artist known as Aged White Cheddar. Distribution and showrunner, Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.